right. Well, we got Mike Jones last week, so we had to get the other side of our main event here. Jerome Hatch making the walk, looking to become the first double champion in quite some time. The first since Bobby King, actually. Jerome, how you feeling, man? Feel good. So just uh, just got done with the training. You know, good to be able to train up here in the altitude for this one. So. Yeah, I, I think one of the big questions that I that I've wondered is is obviously you fought the majority. I believe all but one of your fights has been in the state of Utah. Have you always been able to train in Utah, or I know that you've also spent some time in Texas? Have the last couple been training camps in Texas? Um, yeah, majority of them. The last eight, uh, probably the last three years, two years has kind of been in, in Texas. Uh, I mean, it's been it's been consistently wherever I'm, I'm living, but. Uh, I couldn't really say they're really camps, you know I mean? I'll cut my weight and, and go running and all that, but uh, it's actually nice to be able to actually get some training. Uh, Shane, you know, Stallman, he came out and started giving me actual training, uh, you know, maybe a year ago, not even that, you know? Um, so I've actually been able to kind of consistently train boxing for the last year. And, and so uh, to actually be able to get back into jujitsu being here is, I mean, it's awesome, man. The head just, I mean, it's a, loving it. So, I you you just mentioned so many things that I want to bring up, and 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 the number one thing that that flew off the page was was the weight. I know that you are cutting a little bit more weight headed into this one. How is your body feeling as you are starting to hit into that calorie deficit and that depleting process? Um, trying to do it right. Um, you know, I've been been uh, if I have any questions, you know, I'll reach out to Damage Plan, you know, nutrition, really, you know, Jason, just sit there and run some things past him. Um, been trying to work some things out, you know, it's just, you know, it's it's my fault, you know what I mean? So I'm like, hey, you know, you think you could probably help me? He's like, you know, and he's so wrapped up with everything right now, but uh he he does, he helps out a lot. If I have any questions, man, he's right there. But um, and of course me is oh, I got three weeks out, let me. Let me start doing this and that, you know, I'm never doing it right, you know, but, uh, uh, but th this one, man, you know, over the last while, I've actually been um, kind of trying to cut down a little more and be more of a solid 205er um, because I do cut down to 195 for, for BYB bare knuckle. So um, it's been what 11 years since I've been down to this. And so I'm like trying to really cut down and just make it, make it right. You know, try to do it right. That way I don't feel depleted when I get in there. I still have my strength. Yeah, considering 16 years as a pro, I know that you have cut a lot of weight in the past, but there's also been a lot of times that you've naturally kind of fought at your natural weight. Do you feel like the longevity of your career has benefited you because of the lack of, of cutting weight over the years? And does that make this one not as difficult? Um, I guess, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's safe to say because, uh, you know, I, I do, I mean, whenever I cut, man, I'm cutting like five to seven pounds, eight pounds at 205. Um, and it's not, I mean, it doesn't take a lot, you know, once I start getting my, my body regular, um, and get everything, you know, everything moving, right. Like, a uh, you know, well-oiled machine, the weight will come off pretty quick. So I've been kind of testing the waters to see, especially like I said, with that bare knuckle, I've been testing to see, um, I can get down to, to about, about where I plateau is about 201 is where I've been plateauing. So I'm, I still got, you know, a little more, I've been working, trying to work them little, um, quirks out you know what i mean just to start but i'm 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 getting down so it's it's been good i just it's kind of a a, a finicky time for me right because i i don't want to lose too much to where i'm still bigger you know because if you're not doing it right you lose not only your your fat but you also you know you're losing your muscle too 
So I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm staying up on my, my weightlifting and, and then my, also my cardio and, and then training. And so, it, I mean, it takes a full day. I mean, it's three or four times a day. I'm going at it with, you know, with including my weightlifting, my weight training. So. Yeah. You talked a little bit about Shane Stoneman, who I see in that top left corner of that awesome banner you got behind you. There. And, and so I wanted to ask you, I didn't know that. So, so have you and Shane really only been training together for a year or so? So we started working together, uh, just made 10 years. Um, but man, I mean, anybody that knows me, you know, I would like, even before, you know, the last couple of years, I would fly him in, like even for, you know, the Chris Curtis fight, you know, I, mean, I flew him in four days before I actually had to fly back up here. So I only trained like four or five days for that, for that fight, you know, in general. Um, but yeah, I, I just, uh, and I, I just go in there and do my thing. I don't, I had never really trained a whole lot when I was actually taking it seriously was, you know, a long, long time ago, you know what I mean? To kind of see, well, I was working outages. So I'd be working for three or four months and I'd be off for a month or two. And that'd be, you know, I was just kind of fluctuating. So when I was off, I was off, but so it was nice to be able to get in there. And then of course your life was like, Oh, hey, I want to party. I want to do all this other shit. And, you know? So, but yeah, so no, I mean, but consistently, um, really the last nine months, 10 months, me and Shane have been consistent. That is so cool. I, I love watching you two work together. I think that you two are just a great pairing for each other. Obviously one of the top striking coaches, obviously one of the most powerful punchers that the state has to offer. And so it's a whole lot of fun, not to mention actually the number one light heavyweight in the entire country, according to Tapology, the number three pound for pound fighter for fierce fighting championship. Hopefully you'll be rising those ranks as, uh, as time goes on. I got to ask you, Jerome, eighth fight in 12 months. How's your body feeling? How are you holding up? Not in terms of the weight or anything, but just in terms of, are you hurting? I mean, you just came off of a fight in bare knuckle. I mean, you've been fighting very consistently over the last 12 months. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just kind of looked at it. I was like, well, let's, let's push the body and see what we can do. That way, I, you know, I, it's, it's kind of like work. You know, I would push my guys and push even more to see what I, what I was comfortable doing. Um, that way, when when I do get uh, the call from Fierce or BYB, I can say, okay, eight weeks, 10 weeks, six weeks. Yeah, I'm good. You know, and it all just kind of, you know, differentiates from the fight. But um, I mean, I, I haven't been hurt yet. You know what I mean? So it's been, it's been good on uh, my body uh, with, with everything I'm doing right, you know, with the supplements um, that I'm using, you know, and then also, you know, hell, even, I mean, water and wellness, man, they got a whole bunch of stuff up there. And these guys, man, they're like, they're on it, trying to make sure that I'm, I'm taken care of. So um, for a, for an actual a sponsor that does, you know, trade work and stuff between them and, and uh, Provo Death or Glory, man, it's, you know, and, and sign guys, obviously, from, you know, anytime I need anything, man, they uh, drop the hat. So it, it's is... been good. Oh, no, go ahead. I apologize. No, I was just saying it's been good, man. And, and being uh, being with my, my fiance now, um, over the last, you know, almost going on three years now, um, it's, you know, two and a half. But yeah, I mean, dude, it's been, she she has made sure that my shit's, you know, I mean, she her her level's like up here, so I like have to try to, you know, keep up, you know, but uh, she she makes sure my shit's in check. She, she lets me splurge, but then, you know, every once in a while she'll, hey, stop. So I'm like, all right, my bad, you know. But uh, so, it, dude, my, my body bounces back, 36 years old right now. Um, sometimes I, I wouldn't say that I feel it, you know, because I don't think 36 is old. Um, my mind definitely thinks that I can do a hell of a lot more than my body does. But I mean, that's been since I was 20, you know, 
So, um, but I am taking the right the right uh, tracks and steps to making sure that everything's good to where I can keep chasing these fights as quick a quick turnaround and and uh, try to try to get some more more belts and some more recognition uh, to you know filter into my next step in life. You brought up, you brought up being, you know, 20 years old and thinking that you could, you know, be one of the best fighters. And, and obviously up until now, like you're still competing at an extremely high level, winning three of your last four in MMA. And I, I wanted to ask you specifically about the longevity side of things. What got you into this? Like what got you, what made you want to start fighting? Because kind of, I mean, I hope this is fair to say, but like, you've told me like, you know, a lot of times you go in there and you just kind of do your thing. And, yep. and, you know, sometimes there's, there's a extensive training camp, but there's other, there's been other times where it hasn't been that way. What got you into fighting in the first place? So uh, a lot of people, you know, I mean, people know my story, you know, just specs of it. Uh, I grew up fighting, you know, I got a twin brother. We grew up, there was always competition. We moved around a lot. And uh, so being able to move around, I mean, back in the day, which I mean, it still kind of happens today, but it's it's a lot more you know vigorous. Uh, but uh, um, you know, you, you new kid on the block, right? And we'd have to you know see our, our place in, in line, and and we would scrap every time we get to a new school. We'd scrap the girls. We'd scrap over girls. I mean, it was it was always a big thing. So we, I fought, man. I, I don't know how many times, I mean, I have been in numerous fights, but uh, as what actually got me into doing it in the cage was, was a judge. He, uh, he seen me for, I was kind of testing myself. It'd be two assault charges, then three and then four and then five. And uh, geez, he's seeing how many people I could, you know, get at one time, but they would always end up filing charges on me when not, I mean, 50, 60% of the time, it wasn't even me starting it. I mean, you know, I guess my mouth, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, so the judge finally in the end of it just said, Hey, you know, next time I see you in here, I'm going to throw the book at you. He said, no more. And then I uh, said, if you have, you know, whatever you have built up, whatever you need to do to get, uh, get shit taken out, they, they have um, professional, they have a fighting league up in Salt Lake, which was, you know, Mike Stenham's back in the day. Uh, and so that was kind of the thing. And I, hell, I was up there. I'd fight every week, every other week. I mean, it didn't matter. They'd call me. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, but it kept me out of the streets and it kept me out of trouble. So ever since then, with traveling the world, um, and in mainly the country, you know, with work, I've uh, I've been in maybe a dozen scraps outside of the outside of the cage, um, and, and all in self defense. Um, so, but it's uh, it's that that's how I kind of got into it. And you know, I mean, you're just when you start steamrolling people. I'm not training. I kept wanting to see where I was at. I didn't get training until I was nine or ten years into it. And uh, so I was like, oh hell, let's let's see where we're at. Let's see. Um, test myself against these guys that were doing nothing but training. And I was competing with, with them high, you know, higher levels of Utah. So that's kind of where, uh, I mean, that's kind of a, a quick little nutshell of the story of, of why I started doing it. And then the fans, you know, you get out there and you're in the light and you hear everybody. It used to be Chavez, everybody chanting Chavez. And then it went to the hatchet and uh Man, it's, you know, I think about it and all these memories pop up, man. It's just, uh, it's good. It's good. So you talk about, I mean, first of all, incredible story. And, and so the motivation was kind of to stay out of trouble. Now at 36, a family, you know, you have a, a child coming on the way right now. What's the motivation now at 36? So I kind of look at it as, uh, you know, I guess, 
when uh, there comes a point in a man's life, you know, where you have to conquer and you can only conquer for so long. If you look at it, you know, a lion, right? So you can only conquer and be a king for so long before eventually you become the dinner for the next. So if I can set that um, level to my kids to see me eating right, training, pushing myself, but also being a father to them, making sure I don't miss anything of their sports or, you know, anything of, of that nature, unless it just happens to fall on the thing, but make sure I'm very present for my relationship with, with everybody around me. Um, and then also being able to go out there and do that to show them there is a discipline and you can, you can find a balance with such a hectic life. Um, but also push yourself and always test yourself. And I've lost, I've lost my kids there. I have won. And so that way it shows them the resilience or the stoicism, like no matter what comes on to you, um, you know, life's hard, right? You're going to get beat down sometimes. Sometimes you're going to be, sometimes you're going to be the nail. Sometimes you're going to be the hammer, you know, that, uh, but I mean, just, just to really show my kids like, Hey, at 36 years old guys, you, as long as you take care of your body, man, you can still hang with the young punks. So. That being said, you get to make the walk on August 26th in your sixth main event. Do you enjoy being the top of the marquee? Do you enjoy being that main event fight? Or, or do you prefer at times, you know, being a couple couple notches down? You don't have to have all the lights on you. You don't have to do all the interviews and things like that. Uh, it, it doesn't bother me. Um, I mean, honestly, it's, it's nice every once in a while to, to switch it up just because I, uh, you know, I, I like to hang out with the fans, you know, and, and that's the only thing that I can say about the Maverick Center is once they're done, man, they're, they're shoving people out. I can't even... I get checked by the doctor and they're shutting people out. I can't really even say hi to too many people, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the only, uh, I guess, downfall, but I, I don't mind. I mean, I always said, man, either way, I'm the main event. Everybody comes to watch me, you know, I mean, it, it's loud, it's, it's fun. And then, I mean, it's, it doesn't matter who's headlining the card, you know, that's how I look at it. So you're, I, I this is very off track, but I've just got to ask it. Mike Goldberg, the legendary UFC broadcaster who calls your fights in, in bare knuckle, he calls you Jerome Hatchet. Now, as the MMA side of things for the play-by-play -play for Fierce Fighting Championship, do you want me calling you Jerome Hatchet or do you want Jerome Hatch? I'll call you whatever you want. I've called you Shane Stoneman before on accident. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, he, he does, you know, Jerome Hatch. It doesn't matter, man. It's, it's Jerome Hatch. So I, I'm a Hatch through and through, man. Uh, you know, respect to my grandpa, rest in peace, but I'm a Hatch. Got the hatch blood, but the hatchet was uh, actually the way that I kind of come across that uh, that name um, was actually somebody in, in prison. They they had a whole thing back in the day, and they wrote me a big uh, um, and they had a bunch of inmates make me a big card. And there was one that come out and had a picture of me and it said the hatchet, and got to the point where everybody kept asking where's Chavez from, you know. And so I just kind of changed the branding and just tried to market myself that way. So, but uh, yeah, dude, drum the hatch or the hatchet. You know, yeah, that's why I always tell people, I'm like, it's, it's the hatchet hatch, you know what I mean? Jerome the hatchet hatch, but you can call me Jerome hatch, you can call me hatchet, I don't care. You know what I mean? So it doesn't make anybody. Jerome, what do you make of Mike Jones as an opponent? Both of you have been around for a long time, and, and both of you are very, very talented in your own right. I, I mean, you have three times the amount of fights as he has, but nonetheless, he's no scrub either with 16 fights under his belt and some big names under his belt as well. Um. You know, it's, it's funny that, that you say that because I didn't even I didn't even know who he was. You know what I mean? I didn't. And he's been around, you know, but I never really kept up with the local MMA scene. It was just kind of like, hey, who do you want? Or, you know, I, 
and still I, I don't, you know what I mean? They, they call me, I'm like, yeah, sure, come on. Doesn't matter who, what, when, where, doesn't matter how big the dog is. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, like I said, I mean, it's uh, not worried about it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't see nothing. I, I haven't seen, I watched a couple of his fights, um, just kind of glanced through just to, to see. And it, I just sat back with a smile, you know, it didn't really, it wasn't impressing me much. You know what I mean? So it's uh, all I know is he, he ain't met a motherfucker like, quite like me. So. And he's, he's fixing to know that. He knows that, you know. Um, but, yeah, I just don't. I don't pay pay too much attention, man, to be honest with you. You've got 46 MMA fights, not to mention all of your bare-knuckle fights as well. But and this will be the 176th walk I've done between everything. I heard Mike <laughs> Goldberg say that on the call of your last fight, and I was dying to know a little bit more of an explanation. So we do have the ones on the book, right? Books, right. But, but what are some of those, I mean, 130 that are off the books or 120 that are off the books. So, you know, tough man's was a big thing, you know, when I was starting to go and it, it, they're non-sanctioned, you know, but up in Wyoming or West Virginia or wherever I was traveling, if they had a tough man, I would, I would get in on it. Um, and so you would fight three, four, five, six fights sometimes in one night. You know, and uh, and that's kind of you would make that walk, and, and that's what it was. So you'd enter. Sometimes they'd be, you know, you'd try to finish it as fast as you could, you know. Um, but uh, I mean, it was it was, it was a lot of more just two rounds to where, you know, if, if you're tied, then you had to go to the third round. But there was never a tie. I'd get in there and, and just put it on them real quick. So, um, but that that's where it all came from, man. So this would be my 176 walk in a, in a combat sport, whether it is, you know, to the ring or to the cage. Is, is there a specific fight amongst those of, of, you know, 176 walks? Is there a specific fight that, that reigns supreme in your mind as one of the best memories or one of the best moments that you've had inside a ring or a cage? No, no. I like, I like when you kind of, you know, when you, you freeze someone up, you know, and you, you know, the highlight real knockouts, those are always fun. Um, but, you know, I also like, submitting people only for the, the simple fact that they they give up they submit to you um but the crowd's there to, to watch knockout and that's what i'm going to go you know look forward to doing that's what i try to do each time you've been around i mean obviously you've been around longer than this but but in terms of official bouts you've been in the mma world since 2007 when you look back at the last 16 years is there a specific thing that comes to mind? It's like, wow, this has really changed or this has really developed, be it the fighting styles, be it the way that uh, organizations are are put together or anything like that. Ah, uh, man, that's kind of a, I think, I think the biggest, I can tell you, man, the way Utah has always done it, um, you know, and especially lately uh, since Scott's really taken over, um, you know, no disrespect to Bill, Bill, he, he did good, but he was, he was, he was dealing right. Um, but, uh, man, it's, it's very, it runs like a, a smooth machine now. Well, old machine, uh, you go to different States, man, or different countries and you're, you're fighting the, the athletic commission's very just, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just very kind of relaxed. Um, so Utah has been, been very good as far as that, uh, promotion wise, you know, you, you have, you know, you have some that are better than the other, but Hey, I guess as long as the, uh, um, as long as the check clears, I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? So uh, you're out there to do the same thing. You're, you're making that walk, and you're going to do the same thing the other guy's going to do. Do you ever miss those small-town shows at all, those ones from years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I'm because I'm, I'm a very – I like getting out, and I like to mingle. I like to talk to people. 
So those those were good about them shows as you could. You had the you know you were able to do that. I mean, how we had one one promotion man that my daughter she was I think she was like five or six at the time. She was a little ring girl for my fight. You know, what I mean? oh. so it was really cool to. It was very family oriented, and they were just very like, you know, hey, very you know night or uh, uh, you know close knit. They treat you like family, and so that, that's the good thing about it. But uh, man, like fierce too, they they treat me well. Um, and you know, out of respect, man, they've they've done me nothing but but good, man. Same with uh, Showdown. When I start getting into them bigger shows, man, it was it was awesome. With the amount of tickets I'd sell, I'd have a steak dinner there by Will, rest in peace, you know. Uh, but he would have a, a steak dinner there at the after party for me, keep waiting. So, you know, I mean, dude, just but I, I get in, like I said, and I get to know the people of the promotion, and I, I try to really mingle and so many people know who I am. You know, just because I get out there and fight and do this barbaric, you know. This whole thing, it's all crazy fighting, whatever. It's just a sport, man. It's it's just kind of a release, I guess. You know, just kind of, I like to test myself. So that's why when they call and say, who? I said, give me the biggest one. I don't care. First of all, we got to talk to Zach and make sure that you can stay in the arena after. Well, I guess you are the main event. So it's not really like there's an opportunity to to do yeah. that. I mean, typically you're near the end of the night. Because I was going to say, I mean, the prelim fighters, they just come and hang out throughout the entire Maverick Center after the show. But Exactly. But- yeah, I guess. I, just I like guess... to give like give me like twenty minutes where I can take pictures with all these people that buy tickets from me or tables. You know, these people are spend thousands of dollars. You know, hundreds of dollars to come out, and it it'd just be nice because a lot of them they have their kids. You know, I mean, they can't go out and and go out afterwards, and you know, to get that many people to try to meet in one place, it's doesn't really you know it doesn't really happen. So, and a lot of the time, man, I I don't go out afterwards because I I got my kids. Yeah. So, Jerome, you've won three of your last four MMA fights, and you've been seemingly the performances have been very stellar. And I've I've been lucky enough to call them, and and it's been quite quite rewarding to watch you go on this streak that you've been on. I just got to ask you: Is there anything that changed? I mean, I know you talked about training and taking it a little bit more seriously, but is there anything specifically that changed in your life? that's brought you from, you know, someone who was, you know, it was kind of a 50, 50, 60, 40 situation to now you're winning 75% of your fights. Every time you make that walk. I, you know, I got, got, you know, I mean, I made big changes in my life. You know what I mean? I, I got a divorce and, and then, uh, you know, kind of who you surround yourself with is, is kind of what it is. And when you start taking yourself seriously and you either force people to take you seriously or not, uh, that, that huge weight lifted off my shoulders. I mean, it was, you know, that amongst meeting, you know, most wonderful woman, you know what I mean? And, uh, um, and then, man, just my mind, my mind shift. I mean, it changed once I, once I really hit bare knuckle, like, you know, um, that one loss is, is complete. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it is what it is, but, uh, I mean, I, I beat him 99 out of a hundred times. He just got his one. My mindset wasn't there. Wasn't in that fight. Um, but, uh, you know, and if he wasn't so boring, you know, it kind of makes him want to ask so I can knock his ass out. But he, he's a pretty boring fighter. Um, just likes to lay on somebody. Don't get really a crowd to show. But, uh, I mean, the mind shift I mean, it, it, it switched for me. And, uh, I mean, that's that's really, that's it, man. Um, but just, just the mind shift, the yeah. mindset. I've done a lot of work on my mind. So it's kind of a, you know, if you're going to be in this realm, you, you have to, go for it. And the only way to go for it is to, you know, be relentless and not let up. 36 years old, 176 walks, and you are still at the top of your game as you head into this main event. Jerome, last question for me, 
what can people expect from you on August 26th? Um, well, anybody's come out there to watch, man, I keep you on the edge of your seats. Um, uh, you'll be, you'll be surprised at the pace that I can uphold being able to train or curb the elevation. So I really, uh, I'm really looking forward to making that walk in front of the people, um, and be able to perform while I'm, while I'm here throughout this camp. And, but I mean, you guys know what to expect, except for, uh, I, I am going for a knockout highlight reel. Um, I don't think that he'll stand with me. I think he'll bitch out. Um, cause I mean, they pretty much all do. So, so yeah, it's, uh, I, I'll meet him in the middle. And so we'll see if he, if he will. I mean, he might meet me in the middle for a minute, but I know that he won't, I know that he won't, or when he gets tagged, his, his ego might let him, but once he gets tagged, he's going to try to take me down and I'm ready for it anyway. So it, it don't make a shit to me. You know, I've been training with, with the best people I feel in the state, you know? Um, so, and then I got great coaches and it's just nice to be able to actually be consistent with the jujitsu and wrestling side. Um, so anything he wants to throw, it's, uh, it kind of makes me just want to toilet him just to kind of, kind of not necessarily belittle him, but also break his spirit, letting him know that he, there's, there's no, there's no chance. I mean, his, his wife seen me fight for, I don't know how, how many years and, I just keep getting steady better over the last year. And he's, you know, who she thinks I might be to help him out. It's a totally different animal. He's going to, he's fixing to get it. So, um, but Hey, much respect to him. Like I said, you know, before they, you know, they came to the last little interview, they gave me a gift for my baby, man. You know, I know his, his wife really well. She's we've gone back, you know, quite a few years, man. Um, and if he makes her happy, that's, that's great. So nothing but respect, but respect stops and that gate closes when I make that walk. No, I, I think that's the number one thing. We did do an interview, and unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties. But all respect between you two, but once that cage closes, it will be a whole different story on August 26th. He has some of the most devastating power in the entire city of Utah, and we cannot wait to see him make the walk on August 26th at the Maverick Center. Jerome Hatch, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on here. Appreciate uh, the sponsors, and also appreciate the people that uh, make it happen all the fans. So thank you guys very much for the consistent uh, support.